0: Keep Pounding isn't just a slogan, it's a way of life.
1: Ice up, son. Ice up. They want to be the very best that they can be in everything that they do. I think when you have that mentality in the locker room, you can be special. When you have it with your coaching staff, you can be really good. And when it starts with your owner and it starts with your GM,
0: you can be memorable. moving someplace and we're doing this in Carolina the first thing I care about is winning the second thing I care about is winning and the third thing I care about is you guys are smart so
1: you you win a lot of ways and I don't like to lose it anyway
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 7-0 forecast. Uh, week one is wrapping up currently as we speak. The Carolina Panthers are now 1-0 and after a 19-14 to win over the New York Jets. Sam Darnold made his Carolina Panthers debut, and we're going to recap everything here in just a few minutes. Corey and Wes, how are you guys doing? I'm
1: good, man. I'm good. It feels good to be 1-0. and First time we've been 1-0 since 2018. So, um, you always feel good uh, after a win. These are hard to come by in the NFL. So, you know, I'll take it. I'm happy.
2: Yeah, uh, it was great to have football back. Great to have Panther football back. Uh, love having the win and a win is a win. And I'll say that multiple times throughout this podcast as I um, critique some things that from the game, but just happy to have the win. And uh, there are some definitely some positives to take out of the game. That's for sure.
0: No, hundred percent. That's the first time I just got back from the game. So it's the first time I've been in the stadium in a year and a half. So it was really nice to see a quarterback uh, other than Kyle Allen and, and Teddy Bridgewater play. And um, man, atmosphere was great. Game was great. Tailgate was great. Um, couldn't ask for a better first day of the NFL season. So I, I'm really happy with that. Um, just excuse me if I sound a little bit hoarse, but obviously that uh, that, that comes with the, with the territory. So we'll uh, we'll recap everything and break it down here shortly. Uh, I know you guys watched the game from home. I saw it in the stadium, um, so we're gonna have a little bit of different contrast on things we saw. But um, I mean, let's just let's just dive into it because that's what we're gonna do today. So any any major takeaways? Uh, I mean, let's just I mean, we can start with the defense. I mean, the defense balled out like like we talked about. I mean, if if you listened to us the, the entire off season, you know this is what you expected. We saw six sacks today. Uh, Marquise Haines, Brian Burns, Sasan Reddick, uh, David Nixon, all the guys that we've talked about so far contributed in a big way. Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter also had the late number changes coming into this game. Uh, and, and I'm just going to say, I mean, I've been very critical of Shaq. So, I mean, Shaq Thompson had a hell of a game. I, I don't really know. I, I don't know who that player was today. Haven't seen that out of Shaq in a long, long time. Um, but man uh if you listen to the episode earlier this week called a pick on from the defense it didn't come from JC but it came from Shaq and and, and like i said we won the turnover game um I, actually i believe we think we 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 broke even because we did ha- did have that fumble in the goal line earlier in the first half but Shaq had a hell of a game he led the team in tackles um also like i said had the interception Hassan Reck led, led the team in sacks uh I, w- Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball to start with before we get into the offense. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, what were you guys' take, takeaways watching the game at home? Uh, what, what stood out to you guys on film?
1: So, first and foremost, I just – you know, the defense really came out and set the tone from from start to, to, to jump. So, um all we talked about and the big Achilles heel from last year was third down efficiency. Well, we held the Jets to four for 13 on third down and one for two on fourth down. So I think that's a big step forward um, from where we were last year. Uh, That's a, a, an actual, you know, tangible stat that has improved uh, tremendously from last year. I I loved some of the coverages we were running. Um, We ran noticeably I think we ran a lot more man um, concepts than, than in previous years that I can ever remember. Um, You know, you didn't really didn't hear JC Horn's name at all. Me and my brother were actually laughing about it because right after that Corey Davis touchdown, right before the Corey Davis touchdown, we were laughing that we hadn't heard JC all day. And that's what you want to hear out of rookie corner. I don't care if it's the Jets. Like that's an NFL wide receiver that he's going against. And he, I thought he played outstanding Dante Jackson, dude, this cat, I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he is a dog now. I mean, he's always been athletic and, you know, fiery, but he's backing it up and he's laying the wood now. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know who taught him how to tackle, but they need to keep doing it because he was a dog today. And I I, I can't say enough about Dante Jackson. I, I thought he played outstanding today. Um, he did have the one <clears throat> where he kind of let, um, I forget the receiver, but the Jets slip out behind him on the long pass on the sideline. But uh, every corner in the NFL is going to have a bad play here or there. And But I think overall Dante, man, I, I, I love what I saw from him today and the rest of the defense. And then, like you said, Shaq, I guess it just takes changing your number for out of the blue. Like, that. I just get this tweet. And I'm like, is this real? And then, uh, sure enough, which I thought looked clean, by the way, I, I thought having seven or four back there at linebacker was, was, was awesome. So, uh, my kudos to Shaq. Kudos to Dante. Brian Burns is just a fucking animal, dude. Like, uh, dude is ridiculous.
2: So. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady might cry when he plays us with two single digit linebackers back there. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen the, seen his comments in the media about that, but he may, he may have a conniption, but uh, echo everything that that's been said so far about the defense Shaq played his ass off that that's the Shaq. We wanted to see with that contract that he got and he had never really taken that next step. And if that's the Shaq we get all season, um, I apologize for for my Shaq slander um, early on when we when we started the podcast talking about him his contract kind of being more than it sh- more than it should have been and, and kind of um holding us back on paying some other some other people. Dante uh in the run game especially stepped up, but he did have a couple coverage lapses. But then like you said, every corner in the league's going to um couple the 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 touch the 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 long play before the their their last touchdown was the one that really stood out there was a another one earlier in the game on a key third down um but he should have had help from burris over the top on that it was a drag cross across the middle and he lost his man across the middle but he should have had burris should have helped him on that one anyway not
1: not Um, a good day for burris no not a good day for Burris. and
2: and we said all along that he it, he needed to have a good day and i did, i didn't see a good day from him um, no. and it, it miles hartfield had the the wrist injury so that's that's also not good for back there um, and they said that that was significant so uh, interesting we may see uh, a chance for standout and camp standout Kenny Robinson to 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 get a get a chance to get called back up off the practice squad if if hartfield's injury really is significant so um, on top of that like we said, all preseason the defensive line is nasty, just absolutely, and and they can just rotate fresh bodies. Um, Brian Burns is elite, and I mean YGM looked really good. I think he he didn't get the he didn't record a sack, but on in that NASCAR package as they call it, he was right there with DB. DB got the full sack, but it was like DB on top of Wilson with with YGM on top of DB. So that was, yeah. That was nice, um, and I think Jermaine Carter played really, really well to, to, for his first official game, like as the starting middle linebacker, and, and I'm very um, optimistic about him back there for the rest of the season.
1: And I, do, I think the Shaq stuff, I mean, we all were in agreements so that we didn't like that contract. But maybe it is as simple as, you know, it's finally some consistency in a system, you know, they've, they've kept him in, in one position, you know, this is year two of Phil snow. Uh, and maybe it's just, Hey, this is what you're going to be. And he's finally feels comfortable, you know, and they've, they've just carved out his role in the defense. So maybe it is as simple as that. And I hope he does. I hope he makes me eat my words. And I will say this to somebody who really made me eat my words from this, this game. And then just overall last year's Phil snow. I, I, I hated the hire. Um, you know, women rule brought him from college, but Phil Snow's done nothing but just impress the heck out of me. I, some of his concepts are are just absolutely filthy. The blitz packages he he throws out there, I love it. I love it. I I'm, I have a few nitpicks about the defense, but that's exactly what they are. They're just nitpicks. So,
0: no, I mean you're 100 right. I mean Phil Snow is great so far. The one thing that he's shown is that he is great, you know, at the NFL level of dialing up blitz schemes and dialing up formations that it confused the quarterback and give them a look that they're not comfortable with. And we saw that today. I mean, just like we've talked about all off season is that this defense is just going to keep rotating guys in and put fresh bodies in and the speed that they have. I mean, you saw when Marquise Haynes got in and he got that sack late in the game. I mean, that was, that was a big play. Um, And, and just being able to rotate fresh guys. I mean, that, the, that offensive line for the jets, I mean, they struggled at times. I mean, if you watched, any of the any of the game today i mean brian burns was getting by um the offensive line i mean he just wasn't getting to the, to the quarterback but i mean he had that one sack but there were several that he could have had um had the quarterback you know didn't step up into the pocket or held on the ball for a little bit longer so uh i mean if you've listened to us at all off season i mean we've been praising this defense and it was evident today I mean, just the, I did not expect Shaq to have that game that he had today. Um, Ironically enough, before the tailgate, I was tailgating with a guy who is who speaks with Shaq on a regular basis. Um, And just out of curiosity, I asked him if he would rather have Shaq or James Bradbury on that contract. And, and I mean, this is a guy who speaks to Shaq, like I said, on a weekly basis. And and he said he would have rather had Bradbury as well. Um, But if Shaq plays like this all season, I mean, he's going to make me eat my own words because I've been very critical of him for the past couple of years, but I mean, this is somebody that me and Wes mentioned this past week who has played with Luke and TD, and so he knows what's expected out of this linebacking core. So, I mean, maybe he's going to take that jump this year and we're going to see a different Shaq that we haven't seen yet.
1: I mean, he his stat line is just ridiculous. Ten total tackles, one sack, one INT, one tackle for loss, three passes defense, and he hit the QB. I mean, I don't know where this Shaq has been, but, Lord, I'm glad he came. Yeah.
2: He's just been waiting for that single-digit number. I guess,
1: man. I mean, that that <laughs> that switch, I and mean, like I said, it looks clean. So, kudos to him.
0: Yeah, and, and that was funny. Like, it, it, I think we got the news like as we were walking into the stadium. I think that's when it, the tweet finally came out from person, or my buddy just told me about it as we were walking in. And it's like, okay, well, they you know they made the switch because that was Greer and Joey Sly's number, and I guess maybe they just had to wait this late until they could make the change, but. I mean, hell, if that's what it takes. I mean, damn, Shaq. I mean, you could have had this number a long time ago. And I mean, ah, did I just Zach. Okay, so Zach Wilson, a couple, you know, garbage. He had a garbage time touchdown. The game, the final score is closer than what the game actually was. Um, that's more like, that's
2: more indicative of of the offense than it is the defense. In my, yeah, uh, Which we're yeah, definitely gonna get into yeah because
0: <laughs> I mean, and you, you look at the Corey Davis touchdown late. I mean, that was just like a broken coverage. I mean, you know, Wilson scrambled, well,
1: and the thing of the thing about that late touchdown, uh, JC made a play on the ball. He just he didn't, right. You know, I mean, it the ball it was, was great. the ball
2: was in perfect position. You can't like yeah, exactly. you can't defend yeah. that.
1: Yeah. No, and, and yeah, you know, it was right under JC's arm on the replay. And uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? It's the NFL, man. <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson just made a hell of a throw, and it was perfect. So, but JC did, you know, I thought he was in fine position for the play, honestly. So.
2: And, and while we're on the defense, I'll say this. Wilson, with the, the line and the weapons that he have, Wilson looked – he looked rough in the first half. I'll give him that. I'll, I will say that. But he adjusted well and looked pretty good in the second half. Uh, yeah. And he was able to, to to be mobile, get out of the pocket, elude sacks as best he could with this awful with, – with his awful line and our really good defensive line. So –
1: if kudos, he didn't have Wills, yeah. If he didn't
2: yeah, have Wills, yeah. that would have been 10 sacks. Yeah, so kudos <laughs> to him. Um, I, I do expect him to to kind of turn into a pretty good quarterback uh, if they'll put the right stuff around him. I'm not sure he'll have the chance this year with what they've got around him and also losing Becton. That's going to really hurt.
0: Was there a, a, a diagnosis of the Becton injury? I didn't see that on the way home.
2: It didn't look good. They said they, on the sideline, performed the test for the ACL. And as soon as – after, right after they performed the test, they put him on the cart. So that tends to mean not good. And he looked at – as he was rolling off, he, he looked at, over to the guy and was like, damn, I was doing so good or, or something along those yeah. lines. I, I, he mouthed those words, and it was just I, – I hate this that, that broke my heart seeing that seeing him so tore up on the cart like that. I hate seeing the, the injury side of sports. Yeah.
1: And if we are, I mean, yeah, I hate it for Makai Becton. I, I like Makai Becton. And he, he was, is promising and has played promising when he's been healthy. Um, if we are going to talk a little bit about some things we don't like on the defensive side of the ball, um, I don't. And this is – I just praise Phil Snow, but I don't like Hassan Redick and Brian Burns dropping into coverage
0: more than once a game. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, there was yeah. there was a couple times where Burns did do that on the same yeah. drive,
1: and I just don't, I, 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 you, they're they are here to rush the passer. They are not here to to be linebackers and drop into coverage, and and, and that's great if you want to do a zone, you know, a zone blitz and and drop the defensive end because that's what let's call it what they are. Like Hassan Reddick is labeled as an outside linebacker. Sure, label him an outside linebacker. He's a defensive end. Like he is a pass rusher. All right. That's what you paid him, or it's what you brought him here to do. Let him that that one long. I think it was either fourth down or third down. I can't remember which play. I'll have to go back and 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 watch the play. But that was a long pass, and you've got Hassan Reddick covering like a. You've got Hassan Reddick covering a wide receiver for the Jets on on like a third or fourth down. I don't I don't get it. I, I don't understand that, and I hate it. I don't I don't like it. I don't want them to do that. But that's just me being nitpicky. Other than that, thrilled with the defense, and I don't think Justin Burris lasts long as a starter.
0: Well, I mean, I I I think Sean Chandler. I mean, looking back at the snap numbers and everything, I mean, it was kind of surprising that Sean Chandler got majority of snaps over Sam Franklin today. But I mean, I, I mean, I say that as a surprise because Sam Franklin's been ahead of him on the depth chart. But also, like, I mean, Sean Sean Chandler's had a, I mean, a hell of a preseason. I mean, you look back at the Colts game um, and then I know the Panthers put out an article about him going from, you know, homelessness to what he, what he has now. Um, I mean, just what a hell of a story, but if he can end up taking some snaps off of Burris, I don't know. I mean, dude, the the defense, like looking back at the numbers and thinking about back at the game, I mean, I was worried Elijah Moore was going to be the guy that was going to burn us. And like, yeah, Corey Davis's stats are kind of embellished because of how the game went and the, and the game script, but, also like seeing what the defense did without Boye and I'm like fuck dude like what what really is a ceiling I mean, this is six sacks out of a defense that ESPN and their fucking analysts think that is 25th best in the National Football League which they're clearly wrong because we've talked about this all offseason about how we expect them to be top 10 and you're trying to tell me that this defense, who came out today, who shot Zach Wilson down, who was more Mahomes or everybody, everybody's clamoring is better than Trevor Lawrence, and they have six sacks and an interception and held this offense to at one, I mean one point seven points. Uh, I mean, and then they end up finishing with fourteen. But like Zach Wilson got sacked six times today, six and times, had, and, and this and this defense isn't at full strength,
1: and they only had forty five yards rushing.
0: And yeah, I mean, I he area. rushed for, like, I, I think – I mean, he, there was nine carries for, I think, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson got four, and then um, – Michael whoever, Carter. Yeah, Michael Carter with four. So – and they didn't do anything on the ground. If you go back and watch that, that was the thing that stood out to me early on. It was that even in the rushing the rushing game, they were getting one to two yards a carry, and that was it. They were getting stopped at the line of scrimmage. And Derrick Brown had a hell of a game. Uh, yeah. I mean, let me just say that. I mean, if he's taking that next step this this year – I mean, holy shit, because it was evident early with him in the run game. And then, you know, even he had a sack. But, I I mean, that just – that stood out early. And they set the tempo. They did a great job of setting the tempo early on. Him and
1: Daquan beside each other is filthy.
0: Yeah.
2: And and you talked about the analysts, the ESPN analysts having those rankings. When I was watching pregame shows today, it was a different tune from some of those, like, CBS and Fox analysts – and and I, I take everything analysts say with a grain of salt but when when in those discussions in pregame like they were talking the defense up so I don't I don't know where why we've been seeing some of these articles coming out about people being low on the Panthers defense and 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 all that because I, I did see some some discussions about people being high on them so just I, I think there's some anomalies out there of, of people that Just don't know what they're talking about.
0: I mean, okay, so let's just look ahead. I mean, before we even get on the offensive side of the ball and continue with this game, I mean, let's just look ahead. Okay, so the Saints beat the dog shit out of the Packers today. I mean, I don't know what the final score was, but it was 38-3 the last I saw. Um, I mean, let's just say we end up beating the Saints like we expect to next week. Is it too early for the ESPN to say, hey, we're idiots and – this team is, quote, unquote, better than what we expect as analysts because we know that ESPN likes to implore people who speak out of their ass and just – I mean, that's what gets views these days. I mean, if you listen the Colin Coward and all that, I mean, do you think the tone's going to shift that quickly if we end up beating the Saints next week, or is it going to take, you know, growing into Dallas being 3-0 and before, you know, the national media starts to say, hey, we fucked this all up?
2: I don't even know if they'll, the ones that didn't mess it up, I don't even know if it'll, it'll register then because, I mean, we don't, we don't have Tom Brady on our team. We don't have Patrick Mahomes on our, on our team. So I'm not sure if they'll start talking about it yet. So um, it may, it may take a few more weeks before they actually start caring that a team is, if, if the defense can keep it, this up, it may take a few more weeks before they actually start caring.
1: Yeah. And I watched a lot of the Saints game um, having, I'm not I'm not tilting on him yet but I had Aaron Jones in fantasy so I watched a lot of the Saints game and they looked really good on defense. I'm just going to call that what it is. They looked really good on defense and um I thought their offense was you know on the ground looked great. You know, uh Kamara is going to do what CMC does. You know, Kamara's great. is one of the you know top players in the NFL but I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not scared of of their offense by any means. And so, if our defense is able to come out and shut them down, and 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 we can somehow get the shit
2: together on the offensive side of the ball, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's and, not, the defensive side of the ball is certainly not the one we need to be worried about going into the next week.
0: No. no, no, no. But and and that's. I mean, dude, it's frustrating. I guess for us because we've spent a lot of time analyzing the defense, right? So. This offseason, that's kind of what we've been hammering, hammering. We know, like, what our defense is capable of. And it was – on me on paper today, you saw what this defense can do. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I act like it's it's disrespect, but, like, we should be used to this by now, right? The, yeah. the, the I mean, anything other than Cam, like, we haven't got any national media attention over the last few years, right? So, like, it was Luke – and Cam, like it was Thomas and Luke, but nobody's paid attention to, you know, to, to, to Brian Burns. Uh, Hassan Reddick's year last year was considered a fluke because he had five sacks against New York Giants. Uh, uh, JC Horn wasn't considered the best cornerback in this draft by a lot of people. It was Patrick Sertan. So there's a lot of people with chip on their shoulders. And it's like, you know, it went, at what point? do they say, hey, we just don't know what the fuck we're talking about? They're I never going to they're, they're,
1: yes. they're say that. They're just going to start – they're just going to get on the bandwagon and then uh, that's fine. It is what it is. You know, I hate the national media. I try to weed through that BS as much as I possibly can. And I just – like you said, Matt, I hope that Brian Burns at some point gets his respect. I hope that Hassan Reddick sometimes gets his respect. But they're just going to have to keep putting up results. Yeah, I mean not everybody's gonna watch as intently as we do. So
0: that's fine. I mean, people yeah. can people can say today was just all oh, it's the Jets, but like don't don't say it's just the Jets when you were telling me Zach Wilson is the next coming of Patrick Mahomes all off season. <laughs> and then we just yeah. made them I mean, we sacked the guy six times and held them to I mean, for a majority of the game, seven points. Don't you can't you can't have it both ways. No. It's either got to be, hey, we fucked this up, and we don't know what we're talking about, or Zach Wilson isn't as good as advertised, and that's you know that's what we thought. But then again, I mean, I'm I'm biased. Obviously, I'm very high on this defense. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, at one point, it's got to give. I'm just tired of the kind of the disrespect, at least on that side of the ball. I get it. You know, I've gotten the whole offseason as far as, you know, what happens with the quarterback situation, what happens with um, the offensive line. But at this point, something, something's something got to give. And I mean, let's just switch gears. I mean, we'll, we'll dive into the offensive side of the ball today. Um, you know, the O line, I think, is my MVP for today. I mean, Sam did a great job of getting the ball out quickly. Um, he, I mean, he was only sacked for, you know, sacked once. Um, Robbie had the long touchdown, which is what I was clamoring for earlier this week with Wes. I I said if Robbie had the long touchdown, I'd be happy. Unfortunately, that was his only catch, and he only had three targets, so that's kind of me nitpicking it. But um, the ball – I mean, the touchdown pass from Sam to to Robbie, I mean, it was perfect. Uh, You could just see it. I mean, I was sitting right there at it. Um, You could see when the ball was in the air that it was going to be six as long as Robbie caught it. And um, I think anybody who is not sold on Sam – Sam did it. I mean, Sam did great. I mean, his ball placement was, was really damn good today. Um, he got the ball out. He felt comfortable. He didn't hold on to the ball long. I mean, he worked through his progressions. The offensive line gave him enough time. I mean, for everything that we've kind of criticized them about this off season, they really kind of stepped up and outperformed um, what, what we thought that they would uh, bring to the game today. Um, so I, I'm, for me, that's my MVP of the day. Um, you know, Ian Thomas did have a, a drop in the end zone that would have been six, but either way, I think it's. i trying to think back to that drive. I'm still thinking it ended up being six on that drive. That might have been when Darnold rushed it in. Um, could be wrong. Um, I don't know, guys. I mean, as far as the offensive side of the ball, CMC was CMC. Uh, the whole let's just monitor his carries and monitor his touches and snaps. That's all out the window like we expected that's not that's 30, not gonna of, change at thir- this point.
2: 30 of 51
0: touches yeah I mean it's, it's not going to change like I, I was telling you guys before we started recording like I looked up in the fourth quarter and saw he had nine catches for 80 some yards and then looked at his carries and he had 90 yards and I was like holy shit this guy's almost got 200 yards and it doesn't even seem like it but I, I think yeah. that, that has a lot to do with Robbie only having three targets first off is unacceptable um we can talk about that in a minute DJ had six catches, had a hell of a catch in the toe tap along the sidelines. I just
2: – I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I want to see a larger um, or a wider, I should say, wider target share for everybody um, outside of CMC. I think that, that that's the one thing that's worrying me, especially with the, the weapons that we do have. And, and I think Arnold only had two or three catches, and Chuba had a couple in passing downs. But Terrace had three. Um. I think that's the one thing that's worrying me, but I mean, I, I really can't, it's hard to be upset with how well this offensive line played today, at, at least at how well they gave Sam time. Um, You guys, I mean, what'd you guys see, you know, watching at home, Um, you know, feel free to just say some things, whether you like or dislike them. I mean, what do you think of the offense?
1: Positives. Um, I'll start with positives and we can, Go on, because I have a lot to get off my chest and vent about after that. But uh, uh, positives like Sam Darnold, uh, I thought he he played like I, at least us in this on this podcast thought that we were getting when we traded for Sam Darnold. Thought he looked great. He looked poised. Uh, he threw well, <laughs> um, really well, and under pressure. Uh, he, there were a couple throws where he he knew he was going to take a big shot, and he delivered a dime. Uh, on, on several plays. So uh, I, I thought he, you know, he did miss a couple throws high. Uh, I, I mean, it's week one. Uh, so I'm not, it's the first live prolonged action he's had all preseason. So I'm going to take that as chalk it up to week one. Um, CMC is just CMC. The dude's the best running back in the NFL. Uh, he's amazing. Um, but like you said, the line, I was really pleasantly surprised uh, with the way the line played. Um, there were a couple times they, they, they gave up some, some, you know, what the hell pressures, but and, and, you know, the, the, they were great. I mean, they were not, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of penalties, that one elf line. I, I, I will argue that that was a hold. I don't think that was a hold. It didn't look like a hold to me, but whatever, you know, not a lot of penalties uh, maybe that DBO sign paid off. Um, but I thought Cam Irving played admirable Uh he, Great. I'm not going to say he played great, but he, he played good. you didn't give up too much. And um, it was, I'm not going to get into what I'm upset about until it's a little bit, so I can speak a little bit. I'm going to let Les go with
2: his positive first. <laughs> um, I'll say positive number one. I don't think I heard Cam Irving's name on the broadcast a single time. Nope. And nope. that Clean. is what you want Clean to hear. That is what you want for your left tackle. That is yeah. what none of us expected coming into today. Um, if you told me, th- a month ago that, that on the, on, in week one, the, the, the broadcast was not talking about camera uh, did not say camera name once I would be thrilled. Cause that's where, that's where I thought our troubles were going to be. Um, the interior of the line was where we had a little bit of issue, but that with, without Miller um, and then with the injuries that we ended up sustaining during with uh, um, daily having daily, having the blood, and Trent Scott having to come in and then Elf line getting dinged up and, and Scott having to play the other side then um, with that revolving door. Okay. There was a little bit of, of interior stuff. It wasn't as bad as it looked in the Steelers game. That's for sure. Um, So uh, overall offensive line better than we could have expected or thought going into the game. Um, And then Sam, like Corey said, like Sam said, exactly. Or like, Corey and Matt said exactly what we would have wanted from Sam. Uh, he didn't do anything that makes you think like, wow, that was spectacular, but he didn't, he didn't, he also didn't make any mistakes that, that were, that were that costly either. The only, the only big one, um, I mean, a couple high throws like Ian's throw talked about, he did miss Terrace on a touchdown as well in the end zone. Um, so could have had a few more points there, but Overall, I was very pleased with Sam's game. Christian's Christian. I want to see that target share go down a little bit as the season goes along. Um, if it doesn't, he can stay healthy. You're looking at a 1,500, 1,500 year, 1,500, 1,500 season, which I, I don't, has that ever been done? I, I would assume,
0: I would assume no. No, I think Falk was, I think, the most that anybody has ever happened. I think it was like 1,200. And I, I could be off on that, but. I mean, so. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, Sam Sam went uh 24 for 35 today for 279 and a touchdown. That one touchdown came to Robbie, um, uh, which we hinted about this past week. I said I'd be really happy if we had a long touchdown to Robbie, and sure as shit, Robbie with the with the long touchdown, and that ball was placed perfectly. I mean, in between two defenders, and Robbie just walked into the end zone. I mean, a 57 yard yep. touchdown. Um, Sam and like DJ – Thinking, thinking back on that, like, he really didn't have any throws that were, like, almost picked or, like, even in, like, danger, like, nope. so, uh, and, and I mean, even before the game, like, hanging out at tailcates and stuff, people were like, you know, I don't like Sam, or, like, I- I'm worried about, like, I'm worried about this acquisition, and like, you know, we've been talking the whole offseason, like, I get it if you're concerned about the guy, but, I mean, he showed up today, and <laughs> you look what you look what happens when you put actual talent around a top three pick.
2: Yeah. And- and DJ looked like DJ has looked his entire yeah. um, career. Again, I, I want to see – and this may just be a scheme thing that they're never going to scheme it up for him in the in, in the red zone, but uh, I'll beat this dead horse till it's dead multiple times. I want to see him be a factor down in the red zone. Um, and we'll talk about the red zone a little bit more here in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Blake Allen really wasn't any better. Um, that's kind of my concern, at least on that side of things. Uh I mean Santoso missed that that one extra point, but still, um, red zone play calling was not great. Uh, you know, Sam Sam got that got in with his legs at one. But um
2: red zone and second half both.
0: Yeah, they got yeah, they got complacent. And it's just like almost like Ron, like, hey, we got a little bit conservative, and the defense they're like, Hey, we know that the defense is not gonna give up, you know, 14 second half points. Um yeah. uh, I don't know it's it's almost like they get complacent and that's kind of been our thing for the longest time but at the same point in time like I mean I get what Rule was trying to do I also you know he has faith in Phil Snow and and his schemes that he dialed up and you know he he had a good feel where the game was at the time but also like you can't just sit back on this lead like we should have had a couple more scores and should have put this game away a little bit earlier like it never felt like it got close but. At the same time, like it did get close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, too close like, for
2: too close for comfort.
0: Yeah, like yeah. late in the game. Like it's, it's a five-point game, and you gave up that bullshit touchdown late, but like, you know, you that game should have been put away a, a lot sooner than that.
2: Yeah. And if and, you know, go ahead, but sorry. And so these are the two numbers. If we're gonna go ahead and start talking about our concerns, because I think that's where we've headed. These are the two numbers I'm gonna throw out. One and one of four and four of 15. That's not. And that's red zone percentage, touchdown percentage, one of four, and third down percentage, four fifteen. That's not going to cut it. The no. Jets suck, and that's not going to cut it against anybody else. It's certainly not going to cut it next week against the Saints. And and it's early in the season. Whatever people can tell me to calm down, cool it with the Joe Brady head coach talk until mm-hmm. the until the man can call an adequate game and have a game plan that, that allows for for his offense to put up 40 points against that awful Jets defense.
1: Yeah, and I have, I have like a few points I have written down. So we're going to – I want to go through one by one and react or whatever. But first and foremost, even prior to kickoff, I was frustrated at the fact that Deontay Brown's inactive. I, I don't understand it, I, and we we, ha- we saw two guards. You know, obviously, Johnny Miller didn't play. He, he's never going to play, but we saw two guards go down for time, and you had Trent Scott come in, and we didn't see Brady Christensen, and we didn't see Deontay Brown. Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen played – were the two best offensive linemen in the preseason. You can miss me with their rookies and all this. You don't draft these guys to have them be inactive on game day when they've balled out in the preseason. So that was my first point that made me really upset. <laughs> I mean, Deontay Brown could have gotten a couple snaps today, and, and that would have helped his development and helped this process. But, no, he's inactive. I don't understand it. Why is he inactive? You need five fucking tight ends active? You, you need I, Sam,
2: I, Sam Tecklenburg active?
1: Uh, why? I, yeah, I don't understand that from the, the staff whatsoever. I, I don't. I get it. You can't. I don't. You can't give me a good reason for it. So you know, whatever. And number two, what you are getting into, Wes, is Joe Brady. Now, all off season and into the preseason, I have been, let's chill, let's calm down, let's see it. Well, I saw it today, and I'm firmly in the other camp now. I. It's not that I think Joe Brady is a bad play caller. I think he designed some really cool concepts, some stuff I really like to see, but it's like he doesn't he doesn't know when to call these these plays. It's like we get into these certain situations and he just like I don't know what he's doing or what's going through his mind. It just falls apart, especially in the red zone and short yardage situations. We do not have to be in 22 personnel every time we're in a short yardage situation. You do not need I don't know if this is rule or Brady, but you do not need a fucking
2: fullback.
1: Like it's nineteen eighty. Every time there's a short yardage situation, this is argue. We don't need a
2: fullback at all in our offense. Right, spread.
1: Thank you. Spread the ball out. Spread, 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 spread everybody out. Create those lanes. Create those gaps. You just you're creating this jumbled mess by bringing two tight ends in and a fullback. You're creating this jumbled mess, which can be cool if you you know. Do some creative stuff off of it instead of just either handing the ball off or having Sam run a fucking 10 yard depth bootleg that is just, it's just, it's just a mess. Uh, I'm not happy at all with the red zone play calling. I'm not happy at all with the short yardage situations. And another thing I'm not happy with, I thought Sam played really well. He looked really poised. I think it's getting to the point now where you're in the season. It's time to let Sam be Sam, man. Like, stop protecting him. OK, like you, you get through the first quarter, you know, everything looking great. He's settled down. Let him sling it. Like, let him stop calling. Like, I understand that the, the, the system that Sean Payton runs, the system that Joe Brady comes from is predicated on these short passes and stuff. But it's not it doesn't have to be every single thing. It does not have to be on third seven. You're throwing. A five yard out to Dan Arnold get past the fucking sticks man like like it's just so frustrating like it's so frustrating we did have the one bomb to Robbie but other than that we didn't throw the ball down the field at all and it's just more of the same from last year and that is what I'm concerned about And that's what I'm starting to get frustrated about and I just want them to stop babying if that's what they're doing, if that's what they're trying to, start, they're they're falling into the we're trying to protect. Saying we just want to, you know, build his confidence up. That's great. It's time to let. Him, he's a professional football player. It's time to let him be in, be a third or third overall pick and, and 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 sling the ball, man. Like let's 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 get some, not even deep shots. Let's get some like mid middle intermediate routes going. Some fifteen to twenty yards down the field. Like come on, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to no end. And I have really yeah, worry. I really worry about if our defense isn't as dominant as they were today. What what that's going to look like?
0: So, no, I mean the arm talent's there for sure. It's just all about turning them loose. I mean, did you ever think that you would have to like think, harken back to Mike Shula's play calling? No, I mean, and and,
1: and there again, like. The, the design of the plays are great. There's some awesome route combinations that I'm seeing on the field. There's some awesome, it's just at the wrong times it, or, you know, you don't have to run CMC on first down every time you, you don't, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like first down in the NFL has turned into a throwing down for a reason yet. We're still stuck. And again, and this could be some of rules the way rule wants his, his audience to run Uh you know, but Joe Brady's the one calling the plays, and I can sit there on the first down and say it's going to be CMC handoff right or CMC handoff left. And like Wes said earlier, the amount of touches is fine. Like, if you want to get CMC 10 catches a game, that's great. But let's cut back on some of the rushes then. Let, let somebody you, – you drafted Chuba Hubbard for a reason. Let him run. There was only two other people who carried the ball today, and it was DJ Moore on the one end around – and Sam Darnold on the touchdown, that's unacceptable. Like, CMC does not have to carry the ball 30 times and catch 15 or get 10, 15 targets in the passing game. You have other weapons, We have weapons. Like Matt said earlier, three, three targets for Robbie Anderson. Why did you pay him? Why did you pay him that money if you're not going to target him? Three targets. I don't. I don't get that. It's it's frustrating. And it's not just because I have Robbie on my fantasy team, but I'm frustrated. Like that's frustrating. Other people can catch the ball. Other people can contribute to the offense besides Christian McCaffrey.
0: I mean, you're right. But I mean, and I guess I kind of want to see more Texas routes, or I mean, at least something that kind of get Christian open space because you know just a little check downs that doesn't do anybody really any good, and he's taking unnecessary hits, but. Uh, I mean, it's just more, kind of more of the same that we've, we're accustomed to seeing since Christians came into the league. I mean, this is a guy that's going to get, you know, six to seven targets a game, and in this case, you know, nine to ten. And, you know, when when, when is enough enough? I mean, you're but, just going to just I, –
1: But I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but there again, I think CMC could be even better than he is with an offensive mind that finds the correct spots to use him and the correct – avenues to use them while also using everything else on the offense as a whole to create even better opportunities for cmc you know if you start spreading the ball around that you know little concept over the middle for cmc turn comes turns into a, a 70 yard touchdown as opposed to having three defenders on him and stopping him as soon as he catches the ball
2: yeah. And an, an example of it that I see and, and, and fantasy owners hate this, but like Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt, what, what, what the Browns do with the, those two in the backfield. And I'm not saying we have a Kareem hunt in Chuba Hubbard as far as talent level goes, but Nick Chubb is, should be a top five running back in this league, but they limit his touches for efficiency and effectiveness. And, and, that's what you should be doing with a guy like McCaffrey. He shouldn't yep. be touching the ball 30 times a game. And I know he it was 30 for 187, I think it was, total yards from scrimmage. But you may maybe you can get that out of 20 catches if you're using them more correctly. And, and you spread those around to other playmakers.
0: I mean, you, exactly. look at, you look back at D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart when Jonathan Stewart was a rookie and came into the league and what they did in 2008 it's you know it, it, yeah it's all about talent but it's also about system and we've proven that like you can throw somebody back there i mean look what mike davis did last year look what reggie bonafon has done when he's had opportunity in this offense so like i i think that you know the scheme is good enough for chuba to get back there and to be productive and get christian off the field or even put chuba and christian on the field at the same time and you could split christian out wide like you know, it doesn't have to be – at this point now, we're not at the point where we have to give Christian, you know, 30 touches a game just because he's Christian. Like, you know, you have to rely on your system at some point in time and and think that your system and your coaching is good enough and the talent of your backups is good enough where you can get production and get yards out of those guys instead of just relying on, you know, the best running back in the league just because, you know, he his talent and you're paying in that. But, like, you know, we're at a point in time where the offensive – you know, when it comes to running backs, you know, they have the shortest – time in the nfl yeah so like you know we and, and just coming off of injuries last year like we can't just come straight in and give him 30 and 40 touches a game like i want to see you know you drafted chuba for a reason like let's just split a little bit of time or put him on the field at the same time and you know see if we can't just give you know let's say christian gets a thousand yards rushing like why can't Chuba get 400 500 yards rushing
1: yeah and you know <laughs> it's like almost and i'm kind of even moving into a different sphere here but it's it's like I was having deja vu from a different regime with the second half like I look I texted you both at halftime and said I really hope that they do not go conservative and they really step on the gas like I don't understand what it's going to take for us to have a coaching staff that understands that this is the NFL and you have to keep your foot on the gas
2: like I hope I hope the Jets almost coming back on them is enough right. to, for, to to realize it because if you look at that Jets team, they have no business being anywhere close in that game.
1: What do what do what do the good teams do? What
2: do the Chiefs do?
1: What did the what did the Bills do last year? Yeah, we we've got we've got 30 on you. We're gonna fucking hang 50. We're gonna hang forty. Like this is what not it, a mer this is not a mercy rule at league. Like you're not earning anybody's respect by holding up like don't just because you have a, a i think it was seven what was it 16 to nothing at halftime or i don't remember sorry yeah it was, yeah, it was 16 16 nothing. Nothing, 16 yeah. nothing. just because it's 16 and a half you have it one shit like that's two possessions like that's not a lead that you can sit on in the nfl like it'll change on you in a blink of an eye and until the coaching shit until the until the coaching staff realizes that you're never safe until that clock strikes zero in the NFL. I don't know. It's just going to be more the same of last year, like the Vikings game. You've got to step on the gas. You cannot be conservative in protecting a lead and just – it's not good enough. And it's not good enough to protect Sam by not wanting him to, to oh, throw an interception or – who gives a damn if he throws an interception? Who cares? At least he's, At least we're trying. You know, like fucking, let it loose, man. Let's score thirty points. Let's score forty points if you have the opportunity. We should have easily beaten the Jets thirty to sixteen today, or thirty to fourteen today, easily.
0: With yeah, with how the offensive looked today, I mean, there was zero. My offense looked great. Like, I mean, I don't really get like why they went conservative as much as they did. Because I mean, sixteen points, like you said, is nothing. I mean, if they went out and Sam threw a pick to open up the second half, like. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you. At that point, you have the le- the leisure and luxury of being aggressive yeah. because you of how well your defense is played, and like if you, you obviously your defense is going to outperform what people think your defense is capable of. So, you know, why shouldn't you be more aggressive?
1: And I know it's week one, and I know that, and I understand that. And when we went fifteen and one, you know, we barely beat the Jaguars in opening day, and we barely beat the Saints in week two. I get that. Like, I understand. They they're, they're growing, they're gonna evolve and they're gonna learn. And I'm just telling you my concerns from week one and some of the things that have trended and seem to have carried and spilled over into this year that I'm it was very eye-opening. I just don't want this week one win to be a mirage. You know, every win counts NFL, and I want to just continue to build off of this. And I hope it gets better with the Saints because I'm gonna tell you what after what I watched today from the Saints we're going to need a hell of a lot better next week on the offensive side of the ball. If we want to beat the saints.
2: Yeah. Yeah. From how we play today and how the saints play today, we are not a good enough team if we play the same way and if they play no. the same way. And absolutely, I, I, I enjoyed watching the win and, and, and I'll, I'll piggyback right. on what you said. I enjoyed watching the win, but, and, and I don't want to sound overly uh, critical, but there's, like you said, it's, it's patterns that we've seen emerge. It's the same things that we've seen in the past. It's the same things that I've, one of the, I've been beating home the red zone stuff, even in the preseason, because yep. I said, I wanted to see just, I wanted to see Brady scheme something up, even if it's not, don't, he didn't have to pull out the whole playbook, but it's, it's a, it becomes a monkey on your back when, when you just continually do it, have that issue over and over again. And I just wanted to even see it just in the Steelers preseason game. Like let's do something. Cause it, 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 it was continuing and I told Matt uh, when we recorded for in before the before this game that, that the thing that I expected was red zone troubles again I expected us to get to be able to move the ball on the Jets and and we did pretty much and have red zone troubles again and it and it happened
1: yeah I told Without, you guys I texted you guys and said my score prediction was 17 to 13
2: yeah <laughs> you, you hit it spot on and and Mine was 26-13. So if we if we had, had if we had scored one more touchdown, I'd have been I'd have been r- r- old, golden right there, 26-14. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh
0: I think the the one thing that I'm optimistic about going into the next week, at least against the Saints, is that the, the I, I was worried that we would give Jameis too much time, but like after seeing this week with six sacks on Zach Wilson, like that's not gonna be the the, the problem. Like we're we're gonna get after the quarterback. We have the rotations and the schemes to dial it up it's just my concern is that i feel like i've seen this story before like so let's just say we get into the fourth quarter and we get late and we went conservative because we got up by three or six late in the game and then Jameis goes down the field in the fourth quarter and there's a couple fluke plays and next thing you know they score a touchdown the goal plate and sam's having to drive down the field with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter that's not what we want to see that's not what we want and it's just like, you know, when you have a chance to put, put the game away, like keep your foot on their throats and, and, and in the damn game, game like today, that was, that was it. Like that should have not, have, that should not have been a, a 19-7 game, you know, going in, you know, to the last five minutes. I mean, the game should have been put away. I mean, and then we're throwing third down passes, you know, that are, that are three and four yards to Dan Arnold on third down. And it's just like, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense, with the, with the play calling, how it's gone, you know, the majority of the game. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean I'm waiting I mean, at this point, but yeah, th- it's, that's, that's still shit that's going to bite us in the ass. It's tough,
1: man. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. because, And I know we're going to talk about the Saints on Wednesday, but the one thing I'll say about him, I fucking hate the dude, but Sean Payton can fucking call an offense.
2: <laughs>
1: He's going to have his dudes prepared and they're going to show up and they're going to know what to do to beat us on both sides of the ball. So – I just and, hope it gets a lot better this week.
2: And he's going to he's gonna know what, what to scheme for on defense because it's his offensive scheme. Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I don't want to – I think I just – I'm over – I'm over – and we're in the regular season, and uh, I, for lack of a better terms, I'm over the thick measuring contest that is our short yardage situation. Like, we know that we can't line up and – go five on five and get a short first down. It's just not – it's not where we are in terms of our personnel on the offensive line, so stop. I don't give a shit about being a smash-mouth football team. I don't care about that. Like, I want to score. I don't care how it's done. Like, I don't have to beat somebody up to to feel good about myself. So I hope the coaching staff – and I'm talking to Rule there because I think that's Rule's mantra. Yeah, you know, like, I'm over that. Like, let's just go score no matter how we do it. If we have to throw 50 times, throw 50 times.
0: That's I mean, and, I, and I've talked about that, too. I mean, you look at how this team is designed and how this team is built. Like, we're not we're, – like you said, we're, we're not designed to, like, punch teams in the mouth. We're not designed no. to, like, run the ball on and, offense. Be a, and be a pounding no. ground team. No, you, you have playmakers at wide receiver. You have playmakers at running back. You get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and you let them do the work. The Chiefs and, don't give a shit how many times they rush the ball. No, and, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, if, if Christian runs 15 times a game or if he runs 30 times a game, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you should be trying to get the ball into your hands or your playmakers as many times as you can, So whether that's Robbie, whether that's DJ, whether that's Terrace, whether that's Christian, whether that's Dan, whether that's uh, Chuba. I mean, that's w- what you should do, and you need to let them make the plays. But like you're saying, harkening back to this, like Robbie having three targets and DJ only having, I think, eight. Um, that's, just, that's just not going to get it done. I mean, he had six, and there wasn't a lot of yards after the catch. Robbie had the one, the one catch for 57 yards in the touchdown. I mean, that's just not going to get it done. And you can't just dink and dump the ball down to Christian and, and say, here's the ball. Please bail me out of my situation. And it's just not going to work against a lot no, of teams in the NFL. No.
1: And we, we all just, I mean, it's a perfect example. We all just watched on national television on Thursday night the Dallas Cowboys all pretty much damn near beat the defending Super Bowl champions. And Dak threw the ball 50 times. Yeah. They have what many considered a top five running back in the NFL,
2: Zeke. And they didn't give a shit. Zach was slinging it. And and the weapons that the Cowboys have are, are very similar to, to the weapons that, that I, I see us have on offense. And yeah. I, I, and CMC's better than Zeke. They've got a slightly better offensive line, so they're able to give him a little more time or, or whatever. But that's the model that we should be taking. We should look at that offense and how they were clicking – and, and that's yep. how ours should look because yep. I think Sam is every bit as talented as Dak. I think Christian is better. I think Terrace while still young has every bit of talent that CD has in the slot. Uh, I think DJ and Amari are very comparable players. Touchdowns aside maybe. Um, and I think we have an edge with, with Robbie over, over Gallup at at, at the other receiver spot. So I, I don't see why we can't be clicking like that on offense, um, especially with the protection that that Sam got today.
1: The, it starts with who's carrying the headset, Who's who's got the play sheet. That's what it all boils down to.
0: I mean, do you, but do you think it's like a part of like Rule's attitude? I mean, he seems more like more of a kind of a laid back guy and not somebody who's going to get in your face. Like, say, Ron. I mean, Ron had no problem telling people, you know, quit playing like a fucking pussy and – you know, and this is what you need to do. I mean, you think it's got anything to do with, with, with just his attitude or personality?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. What I take, what, what, what I am doing why I'm extrapolating that, when I say that that's rules mantra is just what he said coming into the, to Carolina, he was about, yeah, they had this offense at Baylor, but he wanted to play smash mouth football. He wanted to run the ball and be able to run the ball. And that's how you win is, is being able to run the ball and shoving it down somebody's throat and, I mean, cool. Like if that's how your team's built, but that's just not how our team's built at this moment. So I don't, you know, if that's what you wanted to do, you should have drafted, you know, from the looks of it, Sean Slater. I mean, you know, because if, you, we don't have the offensive line to just run it down somebody's throat forty times a game. We just don't. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything crazy there. We don't have that. We don't have that personnel. And it, and it, it doesn't matter how much you want it to be that it doesn't matter that how much you want to challenge your guys to hey go get this two yards on your own that's stupid at some point like let's have some finesse like come on it's it's it's, it doesn't matter as long as you score i don't care how we do it just score
0: no i mean a lot a lot to uh nitpick a lot to be excited about i mean overall
1: yeah, I, yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. It, it's a win. Yeah.
0: It, no, no, no. And, and, and and we're right. I mean, we trust me. I mean, we we haven't won a lot of season openers here lately. So, I mean, for us to be one zero, yeah, I mean, soft schedule. We we accomplished the first part of the schedule. We talked about. I mean, you had to get off to a quick start. Hopefully, this carries over into next week and we start the season off two uh, and zero, and get a big division win. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. There's a lot to be frustrated about. There's a lot to be excited about. Um, I think the good definitely outweighs the bad that uh, I saw out there today, uh, and what you guys saw at home. Um, I uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to critique going into next week, and a lot of things that we want to see different. Uh, obviously, we can't can't get the ball to Christian you know 40 times a game, but you know, Christian's Christian, and Christian's the best running back in the league, and he's going to produce whenever time he touches the ball. I mean, just kind of play devil's advocate. Um, I, I mean, until he,
1: until he doesn't. You're right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. Uh, It's, it's it's unfortunate. It's, it's a gift and a curse. I mean, if you feed somebody 40, 50 touches a game, I mean, they're not going to last too long in this league. You just can't take the hits and, and, and just carry over each week. But, I'm uh, I'm optimistic. I, I like what I saw out there today. I like the way the defense. The defense definitely impressed. Um, a, a lot of things to be happy about. A lot of things to kind of be a little bit of worrisome about going into next week and going into the rest of the season. So we'll see how things shake out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about about this on Wednesday when we preview the Saints game. Um, we can uh we can wrap this game or wrap this episode up. If you any any closing remarks from you guys about uh. Your overall thoughts in today's game and you know going into the next week against the Saints.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm happy. I don't I don't want to take my ranting the wrong way. I'm happy we got the W. We're one and oh. These are not they don't come easy in the NFL, even if it is the Jets. Um but I just feel we deserve to hold this team to high standards with the and we need we deserve higher expectations. So Uh, I'm going to continue to hold them to those higher expectations, those higher standards, Um, and I'm excited for for week two. I'm excited football's really back, and we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday when we
2: break down the Saints game. Rivalry week, baby. I don't I don't have anything else to add. Just uh, enjoy the win, and let's get ready for
0: next week. Play week for a line. Let's hear it because we haven't heard it in a while. Corey, any any anything you want to add about the Saints this upcoming week? And I know they're your favorite Dog, team, the National Football. Uh, week. Uh,
1: this week, this is I'm on twelve this whole week. This is the team I hate the most in the entire fucking NFL. So this is this is it.
0: Hey, if you, if you're a pharmacist, if you got any drugs in the house, lock them up. <laughs> Sean, Sean Payton's coming in there, and he's going to get his yep. it in. He's going to get everything he can get his hands on. Um, I'm just
1: so happy I don't have to see Drew Brees. Oh wait, I do because he's on the fucking pregame coverage now. I can't see, I I hate him. So much. with his with
2: his fake hair. I, I will add the Falcons got their ass kicked today and that was great to watch.
0: Falcons got their ass kicked. The Bucks didn't put the Cowboys away. The Saints killed the Packers today, but we can turn things around and beat the Saints. So if you think all that happens, I mean the Carolina Panthers are pretty damn good if they can beat the Saints. That's
1: right. I and mean, what We'll
0: take it one week at a time, right? That's I mean, hey, you just keep pounding, is what they say. Well, boys, fun talking to you. Fun recapping a a win, something we haven't done. This is the first episode of actual having actual football to analyze. So, I mean, that's a that's a fucking relief right there. Um, I mean, this is this was a fun episode. This was fun to actually speak off the top of the head and actually have film analyzed. So. I really enjoy that. It was nice to have us all back together again. Yep. So, uh, we'll wrap this up, guys. Um, we'll be back for you on Wednesday. So, you'll get that Thursday morning. You'll have the Saints preview coming at you. So, we'll break down everything from Jameis's uh, nice pregame routine to eating W's to getting his ass beat by pads to still in crab legs. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here at this point. Um, grab the females by the. Word that we <laughs> won't mention, and that's James. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, later this week, guys, you'll get that episode from us. Um, as always, the Carolina Panthers are one and zero. So celebrate it, enjoy it, enjoy this victory Monday. Go to your Krispy Kreme if that's still a thing that we're doing this year. I don't know if it is or not. Play Sweet Caroline, blast the shit. Uh, it's a great week. We're one and zero. Panthers football is back, and we got a winning record. Keep pounding, man. Keep we'll, pounding. See, we'll see you guys on Thursday.
2: Later.